Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. Today's episode features Mike Greif with a message on faith. I'd like to just share something with you that's been on my mind and my heart. And it's not my ideas at all. Matter of fact, I stole them from David Luff. But a good teacher is always stealing ideas. Because it doesn't matter where the ideas came from. If they're good ideas, they work, right? And the goal of good teacher is to to make an impact on kids. My goal as a teacher was to make an eternal impact. And I would tell my students, I can't get I'm not going to get away with anything in this classroom. And I'd tell my, my principal, you're my principal and I'll do what you tell me to, but I have a way higher principal than you and he watches everything I do. And I would tell my students, if I get upset with you, I'm probably going to apologize because I'm not going to get away with it. I'm not going to get away with words that hurt. Because my goal as a teacher was to educate, but it was much higher than that. It was to impact kids. That's what I felt like God wanted me to do, to impact kids for eternity. And that's a pretty big job, so you kind of have to take that job serious. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I listened to a message, and I I didn't know it was from here. I listened to... um, Ray Kaufman, and his message on Shamgar. And uh, I liked it so well the first time I watched it or listened to it again. And then I listened to it again. And then I think I listened to it again. So I've listened to it, I believe, four times. And, and every time it spoke to me. And I just want to encourage you guys. Listen to the global podcasts. Sometimes when you're you got a job that's just going on, maybe just let it just go from one to the next. Personally, I like to listen to one a whole bunch of times because I'm a little bit uh, dense and it takes me a long time to to absorb stuff. But I have just enjoyed those so much since they started putting those online. And it doesn't matter which one I listen to. I listened to Brandon's by accident a couple days ago because I was out fixing sprinklers before I came and and I ended up having to fix about seven or eight of them. And, uh, And your message just came on. And I really enjoyed it. Manners. Brandon spoke about manners. And it reminded me of the article that I wrote about how to treat your wife. But I really enjoyed it because it was different. It was from a different perspective. And it covered a lot of things that I didn't cover. So I really enjoyed that. What I'd like to talk to you about today, Ray Kaufman, I knew him as Kim. but And, I, and Nick just informed me last night that that's who it was. 
I thought, okay, that's my friend Kim. Um, but he talked to you a few weeks ago about when, one of the things was he said was to use what God has given you, right? And you probably all remember the goat pro or the the ox prod, the ox goad, the ox goad, and he used that as a weapon. Samson used the jaw of a donkey for a weapon. David used a sling, he said. And Ray said for you to allow God to take what you are and use it, right? Well, I'm going to talk to you about how to use it, maybe a, a little bit more effectively. Because I listened to a message by David Luff, and the message was, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the whole gist of his message, I'll, I'll just give you the, the, the gist of that message, was taken from Galatians 2.20. I'm just going to give you the main idea of the message. Because in his words, there were five words that he wanted, you to, he wanted people to remember. And the five words were, not I, but Christ. I guess that's not five words. Anyway, I'll give you four words. <laughs> but Christ lives in me. He used a different version than mine. Christ in me. How many in this room want to affect the people around you? The best thing that we can do to affect the world around us is not to be the best Mike Greif or the best Andy Snoke, or the best Debbie Snoke, or the best Brody Grife, the best thing we can do is to allow Christ to live through us. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to actually do your job through you. When you get up in the morning, he wants you to ask him to come and live through you that day. And to try to let him do that. And to not try to, to be anything, or to not worry about our words, to not worry about our works, but to just let Christ exist through us. This guy, I listened to his message, it was about, another message was, uh, who was it sent this to me? Oh, Neil Hannigan. You guys know Neil? Some of you might know Neil Hannigan. Well, he sent me an article and it was called, or it was a message, and it was called Salt and Light. And in that message, long story short, what he was, what this speaker was saying was, God wants you to be salt. He wants you to be light. And it's, and he said, the thing that he told that told the Jesus told us to do when he was talking about letting your light shine. He said, just take the lampshade off. That's it. Take the lampshade off. And let the love of Christ, or let, let people see Christ through you. The message of that wasn't that we have to go out and do a whole bunch of things. It's just that we have to be salt and be light. But anyway, I'm going to go back to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. 
And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. Brother Love taught that there was three things in that message. He said, in the Bible, God teaches the same message in a whole bunch of different scriptures in a whole bunch of different places. Because he wants to get the message across. And, and, and you'll be reading something and, and you'll read something and, and you'll say, oh, yeah, now I get it. What he's saying in this scripture is God wants Jesus to live through you. The first part is I have been crucified with Christ. And, and Brother Love shared in, uh, in Romans chapter 6 that when we are baptized, in Christ, we are baptized into his death. And I asked this question last week in, in, in our assembly, and I said, who does God want to die inside of you? And my sister Martha said, self. Can you give us another few ideas? Who does God want, us, want to die in us? Who does he want to crucify? What are some other ways to, to put it besides self? Flesh. Good. Our flesh. Debbie, do you have one? The world. Brandon? The, yeah, the carnal sinful nature. That's who he wants to put to death. I have been crucified with Christ. Yet not yet I live. Yet not I live, but Christ lives in me. Who can tell me? This scripture is in Colossians chapter 1 toward the end of that verse or end of that chapter and it says Christ in us is the hope of glory. Does that mean that a version of us that's really good is the hope of glory? What is the hope of glory? Christ in us. Same thing. Same concept. Different scripture. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? They are the sons of God. Well, the best way for us to be led is for us is for Him to just do it in us. And and Brother Love said we should wake up every morning and just ask the Holy Spirit to come and live through us. Ask Jesus to come and live through us that day. And he used a real interesting example. He used an example of, say you're at your job and you're going to be working with this one person and this person drives you crazy. And they're always trying to get your goat. And they have a way of bringing the worst out in you. And you go in there and they say something and you're, you feel your blood rising and your skin's turning red. And your lips are tightening. But you make it through it. And you walk out of there and you say, I did it. Today I was successful. And he said, no, that you weren't. You were just, you weren't really allowing Christ to live through you. You were just kind of, I can't remember how he put it. He used a word. You were, you were just kind of constraining yourself. But what God wants to do is he, he, he actually wants to come and do it through us. 
Jesus actually wants to come and live through us. And when, when he returns, we'll be like him. And why will we be like him? Because we've been allowing him to live through us. And he will change us, Brother Love said, little by little. He will change us. And he said, it'll be hard at first. It's just like anything new that you're learning. But over time, pretty soon, it'll just be happening. And you won't even be thinking about it. He will just be living through you. And I can actually give you an example. I'm not going to give you a specific example, but something that someone said in my family in the last week, and my reaction would have been to confront it. But it was like, it was like the Holy Spirit was just saying, okay, now remember, you asked me to take over. And that confrontation inside of me just melted away. And it was like he said, do this instead. Just be quiet and listen. And I did that. And it took care of the issue. It was, it was just a little example for me of how he wants to do that. We've been crucified with Christ. Yet we live, yet not I live, but Christ lives in us. And the last part was, and the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now, we started today with the song, It's Time for the Saints to Take the Kingdom. That song's been on your heart. I've, I listened to Brother uh, Sunbow's message two or three times also. And that song's been on my heart, but that song's been on my heart for quite a while. But God will give faith. Faith, there's a book called by Charles Price, The Real Faith. And I think the point, I can't, I, it's been a long time since I read that book. But as I've studied the word faith, it's, it's, it's from the Greek word pistis. And what it is, is it's God inbreathed. It's not you blindly saying, I'm going to take a hold of this. It's God in breathe, and it's based on the Word of God. There's another scripture that says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. The words word, or the words word there is rima. And rima is, is something that God gives you. It's you're reading the Bible and he gives it to you. It's you are in a church service and someone prophesies and it speaks to your heart. That's Rima. It's God speaking to us. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, the Rima. When God speaks to us, we that's something we can hang on to. And Brother Luff said, this book is not opinion. It is fact. It's a fact. And faith is a fact. It's faith. Faith. It says in uh, Hebrews 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for. That word substance is, it's talking about a foundation. It's what we found our belief in. And he said, you look at a building, do you know it has a foundation? How do you know? 
It's standing. The foundation's there whether you know it or not, whether you see it or not. And he said, faith is a fact. It's, it's based on this word, and this word is a fact. The promises in this book, they're all facts. They're not opinions. And as we walk with God and as he, as we let Jesus live through us, he will give us his faith. It's his faith. He'll give it to us. He will gift it to us. Why? Because he wants us to bear fruit. And how's the only way we can bear fruit? What's the only thing it says in, unless you abide in the vine, it says in John 15, you can't bear any fruit, period. What's the Father glorified by? By us bearing fruit. If we try to do it ourselves, we won't bear any fruit. If we let him do it through us, that's when we're going to bear some fruit. When my students would walk in the door two or three, at least a couple times a week, I'd be praying, God, love these kids through me. Love them through me. And he did. And guess what? It was so seldom that I had discipline problems, it wasn't even funny. And if I did, I'd just go like that. And they'd get out of their chair and they'd just start doing push-ups. They'd say, how many? They wouldn't say why, they'd just say, how many? Especially if they said that, I'd say, oh, five. Give me five and then you're not in trouble, I'm just refocusing your mind. Just getting your mind back on what it's supposed to be. Why could I do that, point to the ground, and they just get out of their chair and go do push-ups. Why did that work? Because they knew Mr. Greif loved them. They knew Mr. Greif cared. They knew it was way bigger than science. And I had a sign right there that said, you're important. And I'd sometimes I'd just, I'd look at that sign and I'd say, you're important. You guys are so important. Every one of you is gifted by God in some way. And I could get away with that. And you know why I could get away with that? Because those kids knew I loved them. And they never complained. They never complained. Anyway, and I, I, I'm just saying that because I was asking that God would love them through me. And he honored his word and, he, and that request and he did it. So, anyway... Kind of got off the topic a little bit. Sometimes, quite often, that happens to me. But three things. God, we've been crucified with Christ. And now he wants us to, he wants to live through us. And how does he want to do it? How does he want us to do it? He wants us to do it by the faith of the Son of God. Not by my faith. Now, my faith, it's involved. I have to choose to believe, but he will give us faith to, to take the kingdom. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.